going on, guys? Welcome back to the Toga Hour Podcast. My name's Wade. We're here. We got every local here with us. Well, not really every single one of them, but we got the cool ones here. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we are the cool ones, but we're finally doing the Q&A. A lot of people have been wanting to do a Q&A, and uh, we have some pretty interesting questions. So, without further ado, let's get into this. To my left. <laughs> to my left <laughs> is Austin. Me out of it. <laughs> yeah. To my left is Austin Simons. Doing, doing all right? Doing all right? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Welcome, yeah. welcome back again. Again, again, uh, and again. I'm counting the days until we don't have you, because we did miss you on one episode. Yeah. So. You oh. think I'm going to tip yeah. again? Well, last time you were in the back of someone's car, so we were just, you know, we don't want to lose you. Or in the front of a Porsche, whichever. <laughs> Over beside him, we have Dylan Silver, our local photographer. Waving to everybody that yeah. is listening yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi to everybody listening on Spotify. To my right, we have Doug here, Eurospec LLC. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty little blonde man. Yeah. Very, very handsome. Some people man. find him very attractive. Yeah. I don't even go for the alignments. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Thomas Couch down here. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? So, yeah, we're doing a Q&A today. We're going to talk about some dragon-related questions. Uh, we might have some live questions in there, and then we just have some really yeah. odd questions. So if you guys are wanting to know what we're giving away, we're giving away a full bright flush of RBF 600 and a t-shirt. So, Ooh. we're going to pick one of you lucky guys by the end of the podcast. Or girls. Or girls. Or girls. Or girls. Yeah. Or guys, gals, people. Ashley, you better win this. <laughs> <laughs> I need my girlfriend to win me a bright flush. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into it. Has anyone got a question pulled up? Are we doing small talk? Uh, right at the gate. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? <laughs> I felt like I asked the wrong Very question. Good it's part of the Q and A. I have a question. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, well, I will say we're. He can't a, enter in. <laughs> for the people here that are watching on YouTube, we're in a different setting. Uh, we actually just switched over from the other side of the garage. Um, it's a little bit more room, and I started working on the Integra a little bit. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well. That side is kind of taken, so I'll just switch. We'll just take over my wife's side. I feel like this side's more vibrant, like it's brighter over here. Well, it's, it's all blue. <laughs> well, look, there's a light there. There's a light. There's a light. There's a light. too, buddy. Wait, so you said you were you were doing stuff on the Integra? Why did you start working on the Integra? I I'm really lazy, uh, and when you work in cars for a living, you kind of don't want to go home and work on more car shit. So um, I'm finally getting around to uh, switching over my seats that I've had in my garage for. Three, four months now yeah. from uh, from Bridge Moto, he got and bullying uh, him. Uh, yeah. I, I got tired of, of looking at it, going, "Damn it! When am I going to put those dang seats in there?" So I just, I had to. Unfortunately, I was trying to see if my factory rails work with the seats. No, unfortunately, really. they don't because yeah. it's, it's like a weird side mount thing. Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay, fine, that's whatever." So I ordered some uh, rails, or not rails, but um, mounts. They'll be in um, probably end of this week or next, and then I'll really start ripping the holes thing off. Um, I'm switching to uh, Bridge Moto six-point harnesses, which is a little bit overkill, but... No, it's not. Safety first. Safety first, yeah. There's a lot of opinions on putting harnesses. Oh, there is. Yeah, you really get into it. But uh, uh, in order to delete the factory seat uh, seat belts, you have to rip all, pretty much a lot of the side interior plastics out. So pretty much the trunks can be gutted. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and just rip the back seat out. Maybe build a time attack. Yeah, no, secretly building a time attack. The car never gets driven, okay? And when I do drive it, it, it's not like one of those things where I'm just like, oh, well, it's time to go to work. It's one of those cars that I'm like, if I'm going to go drive this, it's going to hit VTEC and be Dude, angry. I, oh, so in, I miss my Integra so much. You're in VTEC just cruising on the highway, Doug. 
at so it's a B sixteen A trans uh, at seventy four mile an hour seventy three uh, VTEC changes over in fifth gear final drive, um, and it's uh, it's obnoxious. It's not quite as obnoxious VTEC changeover as the S two thousand, but it's something. Um, but I'm, basically, that's that's what I'm getting at. Is I I've, I've been putting off doing a lot of work with that car. I've had just boxes and boxes of crap just sitting in there. I'm gonna I gotta do a harness bar. I've gotta do. Um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and delete the seat, the back seats, since I'm not gonna use them. Where am I gonna sit? Uh, in the trunk. Where are we gonna put him? He might not be yeah. here. Yeah, he can cuddle in my lap. I'm about to say I'll just be in your left there, pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had the Miltech meet. I didn't get to go to it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But yeah. You went. You went. Yeah. Yeah. You went. Yeah, pretty much everybody 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 went yeah, everybody yeah. Here. You're the only person out there. Yeah, everybody went except. Yeah. Okay. So Miltech is an exhaust company that's uh, also affiliated with my shop as well, uh, Eurospec. They uh, they were gracious enough to hook me up with one of their S2000 exhausts. Um, I put it on. Uh, I, I did a little of a screw up on my end putting it on uh, due to rusty stuff, but I was able to kind of fix it and mend the issue. Um, but I was one of their kind of their not booth cars, but one of their Exhaust show. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. show, show section, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna buy an S2000. Yeah, I'm gonna put it as a show car. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, I don't know, know what I'm gonna do with that car. You can't fault the S2000. It's almost to the point now, like you can go anywhere and be like it, yeah. significant. Yeah. Like you can go to like a Radwood, or it can go to I don't want to call it uh, Radwood. But but it could go to a track day, or it can go to a show or a meet, and it can be like that's significant if it's done yeah. correctly. Speaking of Redwood, I'm actually going to go in April 1st. I uh, saw the ad for yeah, that. They're doing one in Charlotte uh, at the uh, Hendrick Motorsports uh, facility slash museum. It's really far away. It is far away, but I and we'll just pile people in the in the. Say right now, I'd rather drive to Charlotte than Daytona. Yeah, I will agree with that. <laughs> I agree with like, that. No Man, question. Good. Um, but yeah, uh, the Miltech meet was great, man. They had a lot of really, really cool cars. Um, a lot of like some exotic stuff in the insides. It was cold awesome. in the morning, but the, yeah. the sun was a one. Uh, had a bunch of people from Auto Finesse as well. I guess they're a, a, a affiliate with them. A bunch of basically a bunch of people from London. Um, so it was it was fun getting a chat with some of those guys from London because they were just. They were in awe. And what's funny is, is they, they were, were in awe of like the Camaros and the Mustangs. Yeah, and, like, all they the, loved like, the, all the, the muscle big, cars. Like, there was a Challenger. Like, they were like, "Whoa!" I was yeah. like, "I was like, by the way, if anyone has a Challenger, I was like, that's regular." Take, your splitter, <laughs> yeah. Take your splitter guards off. But uh, I, I will say, so there was an A ninety one MT edition Mark V Supra, mm-hmm. and for those of you that don't know, it's this. There's one there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's this beautiful. It's like Nardo gray with gold flake. It's technically carver car. See you later, gray. Yeah, see you later, as mm-hmm. in the letter C, the letter U for copper. I saw it, dude. I still can't get over that steering wheel. The mm-hmm. whole interior. The no, wheel. no, the whole interior. It looks like they ha- They were halfway oh, in between swapping the interior colors. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand why you would pick that color. And now, the rest of the interior looks great, except for the steering wheel. No, I think the whole interior looks I love, no, I love the, that, like, they you know, leatherish brown. So, I would have liked it I if they fully it. committed, but I'm not going to get on a whole rant. The car looks great on the outside, though. That color is phenomenal. It's a beautiful color. And the gold in the wheels, the, wheels. the copper in the wheels, yeah. has the same oh, flake. I was yes. like, whoa. Um, but I feel like we're going to talk about the Mark V Super a good bit today, because that, there are some questions I saw that I really That guy is, is a really cool guy. He actually has a, uh, a beautiful Datsun 280Z. Uh, is the orange one? No, it is blue. It is actually a, a CRX blue, um, yeah. and it has um, an LS swap in it. Oh, no! L twenty eight. I want to say it's out of twenty nineteen. 
uh, Silverado or something of the sort. It's a newer engine. So an LT. I believe it is an LT. Whoa. But I, I can't confirm or deny LT that. Um, the guy actually used to daily drive a Sonic Gray Pearl Type R and traded the, the Type R in because they gave him more than what was what he owed on it or what it was worth to him and got that Supra. So that Supra is now his daily driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so. a dude. I'm I'm not going to get into the car too early because I feel like it's going to be it's for Q and A. But Miltech was fun. Yeah. I didn't I didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Oh, I I I know I've talked to pretty much all you guys about it, but I've decided on what I'm going to do next for my race car. Oh yeah. And yeah. it involves taking a rotary out of something because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they suck sometimes. I don't want to. I don't want to piss off people. Okay, Unless well, you just well, want to. If you just want to clip it. Where I said rotary suck, and that would really <laughs> yeah. go ahead. That generation of rotary sucks. That, Don't give it away, God. Well, that one, that one's pretty obvious. All right. Damn, Damn couch. We could slice it real quick. Because we've not heard anything from this man. I heard you shot down a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you flew the Miata. So, I uh, no, I yeah, used you the just lead. launched it off zero, bam, yeah. run across. That's exactly. <laughs> With the harpoon gun. Okay. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Save the whales. I did. Save the no, no, I'm just making more coral reefs. You know, that kind of deal. And all oh the batteries God. that were in there are good for the eels. Yeah. So before anyone turns this podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NASCAR was, uh, their their season opener exhibition thing was Sunday. That was um, interesting. Wait, at the stadium? Coliseum. Yes. Yeah, Coliseum. Yeah. I heard yeah. that was the cringiest... NASCAR production. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so many mistakes. Uh, Gwen Stefani was one of the announcers for a small. Mirror, I thought you were about to say she was a driver. Yeah, <laughs> God, that'd be hilarious. Um, she she might have done just as good as some of the other guys there because literally it was kill or be killed the whole race. There was like sixteen cautions. Yeah, the track is half the size of Bristol. They said, "Little oh, Freedom Factory, come here." No, dude, it was it was it was smaller than Freedom Factory. Oh my goodness. It's like first gear barely touched second gear. Mm-hmm. The whole track. <laughs> um, and it was it was just a lot of beating banging. Too many cautions. Uh, atrocious um, halftime shows and um, announcing stuff. Uh, like Gwen Stefani calling out one of the guys for saying, Oh, I remember the first time I met you, he was, I, you were drunk. The guy was like, Ah, ah, don't say that on live TV type of thing. And it was live TV, so there's yeah. nothing they could do about it. But, uh, but Martin Truex got the got the win, which I mean that's his first win in over oh, a year. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty good. So, anyways, that's all I'll touch on NASCAR. I'll just do that every week, oh, except for next week. Oh, NASCAR talk. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a NASCAR fan. What do you expect? So, brother, what's, hey, what's anything interesting? We have our first question, which isn't a question. Oh, it's, we can right into it. Okay, hold on. Let's let's do this, brother. As as of two thirty seven, said y'all need an RX eight in your life. Oh, man, going straight out. Oh, <laughs> couch, no. couch exposed it. Yeah, so. I already exposed that. So, yeah, so I have uh, Andrew Kiesler, I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce his last name. Yep. Uh, automation is mm-hmm. local to us-ish, Knoxville, and they specialize in the LFX uh, into the RX-8 chassis, and they have, like, a full brochure, and if anyone knows me, they know I know a lot of like pointless car facts, and so I like to research about cars a lot. And so he has a full brochure going over like torsional rigidity, drag, um, drag weight, weight distribution, everything in the car. And when the swap is done, the car weighs less than an 8.6 and makes over 320 to the wheels. That's insane. And you can fit a two, I think the widest you can go on a stock body is a 275 tire. 
Double wish from front and rear, I think. Or is it it's double wish from front? See, just slightly longer and dude. It's wider oh, too. another it? weird fact. I, yeah, it has, yeah, it has a 59, 59.5 inch track width, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also an inch longer in wheelbase than a C six base. Huh. It is yeah, but a lot of people seem to like it for some odd reason. But C six Corvette, it's yeah, yeah, it is an what? inch longer Maybe in it's the wheelbase. Just because the Corvette just seems like it's long in the because of the hood, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I did all the research on that, and you can get one of those cards running with labor from them for under twenty grand. And that's not bad. Pretty much a turnkey car. Yeah, and for me, I my biggest worry, especially right now with my eight six, is obviously it blowing up and me owing a bunch of money. But for any car that I get, like if I wanted to get a B fifty eight powered car like a Supra, if I blew that up, I would be out even more money. E ninety two and three, same thing. All these other cars. So it makes a lot more sense because it is a Miata with torque. More torque. It really is. It is a Miata. Yeah. 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 As Cam. And so, the yeah, the LFX, uh, it revs to about 75. Mm -hmm. It makes 290 torque and about 350 crank. So that at 28, 2750, um, you know, that's, the power to weight is similar to a new Supra. Yeah. Without, obviously, the crazy low end torque of the B58. But yeah, that makes so much more sense. And, if I blow up an engine, I'm out $1,300-ish. If I blow up a trans, which the SWAT kit uses the V6 from that from the 2012 to 2019 Camaro. Uh, so if I blow you it up... You find them everywhere. Dude, yeah. they, they were in the Cadillacs. I don't know what Cadillacs, but Cadillac they were GMC. In cars from what, like 2012? To, to like 2019. 20, yeah. The whole 5th gen Camaro and a bunch of Cadillacs and GMCs mm-hmm. and Buicks and other stuff. So, yeah, they're everywhere. Transmissions are about 700 bucks. Now, are you going to be using the RXA transmission? No. Or would you use no, the, so you use the that. V6 Camaro transmission. Oh, okay. You pretty much use the engine, the uh, trans custom drive shaft, and the diff from the Camaro. Okay. Got and then and, and it's like a 410 gear or a 383. You can get either ratio. If you don't put an SS badge in the, on it, I'll be upset. Dude, <laughs> Mazda, I need a Mazda RS because the SS is the V8, so I'd have to do the RS. Also, the guy who asked that question also is a Type R owner. I just checked his Instagram. So, hi, friend. Oh, very nice. Anyways. Yeah, but yeah, no we do. Cares. Thankfully, to the guy who said that, we will have an RX8 on soon. the podcast. We're not going to say soon because i got to get rid of my X6. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. All right, well. You? <clears throat> I got one from old Isaac. Isaac MX5. Long awaited question. Miata or S2K as a Toge vehicle? Y'all go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going after, I'm going after um, who commented on it. I'm going to say his Instagram name because I know who it is. But Mr. Wide Load underscore. I'm going to go after him. But y'all go first. So okay. specifically, which Miata? I, he didn't know. It just, it just Miata. Just Miata. Just Miata. 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 I'm going to go ahead and say, say a similar... Either NB. Probably NA or NB, because that's what people are most likely yeah. He does have an NA, so that makes sense. So you're the Miata man. S2000. This guy's a Miata man. Wait, what? If we're going if we're going off NA, NB, S2000, S2000. The Miata man. As the a local to- Miata man just said S2000. As a Toge vehicle, that's what the comment says. It says, as a Toge yep. vehicle, which one are you taking? Okay, so this is a loaded question. Remember, I owned an NB for 11 some odd years. And now I own an S2000. Um, I sold my Miata because I bought the Type R. So, it depends on a financial aspect, to be honest with you. Tire cost, so much more expensive than an S2000. 
Maintenance costs, so much more expensive on an S2000. Anything else you look at is more expensive on an S2000 over and, and B. Now, but so is your smile. <laughs> <laughs> but you also pay for the driving experience. You can say that about a, a, a anything. But if you are basing your decision entirely on just driving the mountain, no money has any issue. Money, no matter. object, which one you take? Money, yes. no object. Like you're talking gas maintenance. Everything's paid for for your car. All you have to do is drive. All it. you have to do is just beat the living crap out. I'm a big dog. I'm I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I'm only gonna pick. This is how tight this this question is for me. I'm only gonna pick S two thousand for one reason. Power. Vite. Vite. Yep. Called it. Dang, dude! After driving the Integra, anything with Vite. Anything like I'm just gonna sit there all day and live in La La Land. Mm-hmm. And, change, <laughs> and it's just the dumb sound that it makes. You're just like uh, the, the crossover. <laughs> so my Integra yes. had a built. It had a built B18C and crossover. Was it? The story for the Z got back. <laughs> but it, it had VTEC, so it revved to 85 and it had VTEC crossover at 43. Yep. Dude, Minus I had 4,000 plus revs of VTEC. And dude, you just sit there just bop, bop, bop. And yep. it's such a good <laughs> feeling. And it's hilarious being in the SD1000. So I've only gone with the Dragon one time up with the SD1000. Oh, you so bought far. a picture. Thanks, by the way. Got you. <laughs> I got you, boo. I actually love that picture. So. Oh, thanks. A1, sir. Um, I've only been up there once so far. Um, it rubbed like hell, so i got to do some more work. But I, I bought the car in, like, at the very, very beginning of winter, so I can't really say that I went up there and haul, like, been up there a bunch of times yet. Let's see how the spring and summer goes with it, and we'll go from there. But with the S2000, it's just funny because of the fact that, I mean, this car only has an intake and exhaust on it. Like, it's the only, only power mod it has. And it's just funny because VTEC changeover is like 6,500 RPM. It's super high up. It's super high up. So it's funny. You go into the, the corner and you know, <laughs> and you get yourself out of VTEC. And then you get, you accelerate out of a corner. And you just change. <laughs> it's literally two notes every time. And it's just like, it's literally just having this. If you don't make just that a real Yeah, <laughs> It's so real. Yeah, please reel that. But that's, that's literally what you do the whole time, and the whole time you're just grinning. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're hauling ass or just cruising or doing a soft pass. Just the little VTEC changeover after every corner exit is just hilarious. What about you? You drove an S2000. Uh, granted, heavily modified. You know what you have to say, but you had the strength to say it. No. <laughs> he said, like I those of you that so, didn't hear him, he said, no. So everything paid for. Because that's in this theoretical world, that's the only way to discern it. Everything paid for, gas, insurance, maintenance, mods, whatever. S2000. Fair enough. Coming from someone who's driven quite a few stock and modified. Wow. It's got to be, it's got to be the S for, for a number of reasons. One, the only reason you buy the Oz because you don't have the money for an S2000. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. Let's some content out of this. Oh, right out the gate. You bought a Miata. That's a real. <laughs> that's a real. You bought a Miata because you, you can't afford an S2000. And I said yeah. it because I am the living aspect of that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll leave you Okay, Because I'm have, not because I bought an NC. Yeah, so. let's say I would have an S2000 over my Miata in a heartbeat, but I have a Miata. <laughs> so. I know what you're picking. It's just. It's the gauge cluster. It's Hold on, say what you said at the very beginning that was so controversial. I have some for it. About uh, about why someone doesn't have an S2000. The only reason you buy the Miata is because you don't have the money for an S2000. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. You had it on the <laughs> So, it's the gauge cluster, it's the revs, it's the way the car wants to just kind of 
hang its ass in dad a little bit. I didn't think about Gage Cluster. Like, it's, I don't know, it it has an X factor that Miatas can have, but it's not as everlasting yeah, as Yeah, we spend 10 grand on a case swap. <laughs> well, who got that good of a deal? 10 grand, that's a that's deal. A deal. See, the thing is, is as much as it costs for a case swap to do K-Miata things, which is sick, don't get me wrong, you just go ahead and just buy an SD. K's a better engine. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Loaded question. I'm not going to go too deep into this, because that's not what we're talking about right now. (laughs) But, just real quick, I don't want to go, like, I could go buy an S2000, yes, but it wouldn't be modified, and I wouldn't want to beat the crap out of it as much as I want to would beat up a K-Miata. Yeah. Okay. This whole reason oh, is like, yeah, get a K swap Miata because then I don't have to really care about it. Yeah. And Why? you get an S thousand, you don't, you do care about it. Exactly. Why did you stare yeah. at me the way you stare at me, Wade? Because you know what your answer is. Okay, yeah. so the S two thousand sucks to me because <laughs> I so our friend Forrest who's on the podcast, uh, had an S two thousand that started off its life very stock. And went through many iterations, and I drove it. And, like, the dude doesn't... He never has a crappy car, because he gets it worked on professionally at a shop. Uh, everything gets diagnosed. Something was wrong with this car. I drove it constantly, and I just cannot get over the steering. And... Jody's, and all this, you'll, you'll rewrite your whole opinion. And no, I no, I, I've driven other S2000s. That's the thing. Jody's. Let me finish. <laughs> Jason Camisa... Went over in an Instagram post. I don't want to pull it up now because we'll lose the questions. But he talks about why the S2000 just doesn't work for him. And I would still take that over a Miata. I just... Okay. With, with, <laughs> with everything that... that my, you know, I'm big on, like, weird car facts and the, the chassis development, the X-frame that's in the chassis of the S2000, the suspension design of the S2000, just how... It does feel special when you drive it. it you know, it's... A, a Miata just feels like... You end up... you Floppy. End up, no, you end up in a Miata. You desire to be in an S two thousand. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the same way that like I can relate it to like Sequoia and Land Cruiser guys. Oh, God. Okay. So or Land Cruiser guys don't notice Sequoia guys, but Sequoia guys do notice Land Cruiser guys. Same ver- same way that, <laughs> that is true. Same way so Miatas they. Miata owners, then we look at SC thousands. SC thousand owners don't look at Miata. Now, owners. before we lose, <laughs> before we lose all of our Miata listeners, like the Miata does have a lot of great things that that make it, and especially when you look at price and you look at what the Miata's done, especially for racing. Yeah, with Mazda's, most race Mazda's, car every weekend, Mazda's development in racing and everything else. That's where the Miata does have its benefits. But this question asked solely as a toge yeah, vehicle, as a as a race car, be Miata. Look at the so <laughs> all day Miata. So the fastest car, and it's tied with the feed FD uh, RX seven. But the oh, fastest car in the world on the Gunside Toge, which is a pretty good metric for Toge vehicles, is the Jays Racing S two thousand. So that that also goes into the aftermarket development and consistent consistency for that chassis. The Miata has it too. But it's almost like it's capped at a certain level. But I'll also say this. Miatas are way more reliable than S2000s. 100%. I go in scene up, yeah. Uh, even it... Go, go to look at my NA and tell me it's unreliable. No, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you're a complete outlier, 100%. But, but what I'm saying is, I think in general, as a broader statement, Miatas are more reliable than S2000s. I've, you know, worked... I worked like a year at Death Motion. And yeah. Now, granted, we were an S2000 shop, but still... From all my time being around Miata's outside of work and then working at F Motion, 
S2000s definitely are a little more problematic. Now, granted, you know, there's reasons for that, but that doesn't mean S2000's not unreliable. It's just it's less reliable than But Miata. here's the thing. Miatas have unreliable tendencies. 100%. Every car can be unreliable. Every, every car has their unreliable tendencies. Look at the NC, for example. <laughs> Apologize for that noise. Yeah, sorry about the sire. We can't. Someone's, yeah. someone's currently dying. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other guys have an heart attack. That's if you literally take the NC, for example, the VVT solenoid on the NC1s, which is the 2006 to 2008 year models, VVT solenoid is actuator's junk. No, you just have to talk louder. Yeah, the, yeah. the VVT actuator that's in the valve cover is trash. Damn, Damn they coming in here? Yeah, you, it, especially Jesus. if you run the car low on oil... Your VVT seal on actuator will start ticking. You will spin a rock bearing. Well, every time there is uh, a TSB out on Mazda. I'm not so far with this. I'm say, I don't want to beat this into yeah. the ground, but I'm oh, beating it. I'm beating the dead horse. Because that's what car, took out my first. As a race season. car, Miata, Togate car, which is what the question was based off of. SC does. I'll agree with you. Anyways, next. Well, next. I was going to say that's a perfect se- segue. So for Mr. Car Guy Dot Steve on Instagram. Uh, if you could have whatever car you want for the toge, no matter the cost, what would it be and why? SRT4. Next. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. <laughs> so, so I think you – like I saw this question before and I mentioned it to you at Workway that the Supra would be the perfect car for up there. But – Thinking about it now, again, reading it, is like, I would want an experience. Like, I, I would want, it, like, no matter the cost of this, doesn't matter if the car breaks, this doesn't matter about gas, this doesn't matter about maintenance, or anything. And I think I would genuinely enjoy and have more just pure, raw enjoyment from an FDR X7 over a B58 Supra. interesting, because I was going to say the FC. Or, well, yeah, but I just think rotaries, as much as I want to rip one out of an RX-8... I, I just think that that chassis combined with that engine and that transmission, the cockpit, everything that makes an FD and an FC, FB, SA, whatever, special, It I mean, that would be, especially being able to drive it and not have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, oh, I don't have to pay to fix these these cars? Cool. Yeah, I'll just drive I'd this. Like someone else is buying my premix, whatever. Yeah. I think it, if that could be, because the question says, if you could have whatever car you want for the Togi, no matter the cost, what would it be? I think every time I went up to the Dragon, whether it's raining, and, and this could be any road, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny and 70, I think I would genuinely get my fix and have this surreal experience in an FD over, especially Mark V Supra, mm-hmm. because the, the Supra is a cheat code. The FD is this, you can't even put like words to it. It's just, it's such a special experience that you can't replicate. Mm-hmm. So I would take an FD. I was going to develop more into the Super itself because, like, I love my Super to death. It's awesome. It does everything I want it to do, except for the fact that when you drive it in that sort of way, it's only there to either get it all or nothing. Yeah, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. That car is going to do what you make it do, but Mm -hmm. it's not a fun car to drive. Right. That car's there. It's serious. That's it. So what would you take? What I would take, on the other hand... Is something that I could row through the gears, okay. not too much horsepower, That's and right. I mean it's on it's, it's on like the half and half point. I would take an eight six, but I'm not gonna lie, I want to change it up a little bit. I'm probably gonna take like probably TSX, 
I'll take a two six. What? Dude, no, 100%. So double wishbone front and rear, 3,100 pounds, uh, 32 ish. K24A2, especially to go 06 to 08 because of the cams. Mm-hmm. And that's that, tra- that transmission out, right? is slick. Wait, I can't see you in a front wheel drive, but all right. I know. I always wanted one that I can't. Yeah. That'd be the one I'd pick. That would be a good fan. A white one? Too, by the oh, way. God. Oh, you just want Vince's car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have F- FDFC TSX. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you, Dylan. For once, we don't have, or not disagreeing. Um, no, FD, R7, yeah. uh, with, a, with a rotary. Um, yeah. With the lack of torque of a rotary, you could really pull yourself out of a corner without kicking the ass in around on every corner. I just think the whole experience the of a rotary part. in general, it doesn't have to be big turbo. It doesn't it's have to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, there's a reason that so many people still have those after all these years. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's Great. such a... It's such an experience. Uh, second on my list would have to be uh, a 2000. And then um, third on my list would have to be an EK9 type R, probably. Midori Green, right? Oh, well, they don't come in EK9. But a Midori would be nice. Not Phoenix Halo for me. It's not the EK9. Mine would. It's honestly a toss up between an FC and. Probably an MP like what Mike Brown has. I don't oh, know God, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Wait, is it the one of the V8? No, yeah, Mike Brown has an E36. E36, yeah. oh, very nice. Yeah. So, so I, was actually, I was actually going to make an honorable mention for an E30. Yeah. yeah. Oh, E30. Oh, we're doing honorable mention. Okay, so I'll go, because I'm big on like the experience of cars. So I would probably go the FD. C seven zero one. Oh, my God. Dude, you talk about an experience? That would be crazy. <laughs> it's a sideways experience. at that point. <laughs> Oh man, you're right. Friday, oh wait, no. Okay, scratch C seven zero one first gen Viper. Ooh, very first gen is trying to kill you. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. Well, my, my, my mom had a first gen, so well, that would that well, would be, second gen. <laughs> yeah, but but it would be the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, an FD, a Viper, and then yeah, I'd probably want some sort of Honda. I would I would probably want like a DC two type R, but like a like JDM five lug right hand drive. Yeah. I would definitely want something right hand drive. Like I would like my FD to be left hand drive. And then have some crazy American muscle car. Uh, I'm not a big fan of driving German cars hard, even 911s. Like, even if someone gave me a GT4 RS, like, that's cool, but, but hey, it's not me. Same thing as the Supra. It's just like, yeah. it's made to do one it's thing. It's all or nothing. Yeah, and yeah, people, I, I'm sure people are going to argue, like, air-cooled Porsches and stuff like that. And like, like Yeah, see, like, people are going to argue that, but at that point, like, I would be terrified. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But you don't have to pay for it, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... My my number one is going to be an RX seven. It's crazy that three. I'm going to count couches half. Three and a half of us went with rotaries just yeah. because of the experience of it. Not because they're going to be the fastest, and not because I just want I just want rotary noises. That's <laughs> yeah, I just want rotary noises. All right, boys, moving on, moving on. I got uh, I got a question from uh, C underscore Price or Cameron Price to be exact. Uh, another Type R buddy of mine. Uh, he said, if you guys had to switch cars with another person on the podcast, which car would you want to switch I'm taking away to with Fantasy and why? <laughs> Nobody's got an SRT4, so I'm going to switch one with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you read it, so okay, right. um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll actually choose Wade Super. Okay. Yeah, Wade Super, just for obvious reasons. It's an awesome car. Sure. I'll what leave Wade's BRZ, because his, literally driving his BRZ is what made me want to buy one. Good call. I liked it. But you also got your little one. Now go ahead. No, no, no. Wait, no. Why are we sitting you? Who, who's with you two? 
Wait to see it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably... I'll take his R. I really, I really like his I was R. wondering if you would pick his R minus six because of how much you like driving minus six. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a BRZ. So I'm yeah, but you mentioned how, how different the new one was. I, I know, but this man, look at him. I gotta choose this time. <laughs> you wouldn't choose my S2000? No. No. I have an A6. No, <laughs> I already have a Miata. He already has a Miata, dog. He doesn't. Oh, yeah, I forget that's a Miata. Let me do it for you. That's <laughs> pretty much a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> so slowly to be different. Force Supra. <laughs> no. Wait, does that I like say, the does that say, does that say podcast or friend group? It said podcast, and Force has been on the Force is, yeah, wow, Force. what a loophole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Force what a loophole. is technically slower. What the But his, his is silver. Easier to keep clean. I don't yeah, know. His water. His. <laughs> look at, if you look at him south by side, when we're in a certain area of light, like we're going with the dragon, white, white. Bam. He's pretty much me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have way too in yellow. I'm going to take Austin's Miata. Hey! <laughs> You're probably the last person to take it, too. He's the reason my stepdaughter's in cars. Okay. That'd make her so happy. All right. That's oh, cool. on a wholesome note. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was pretty wholesome. I, I was I, expecting I, it to blow up, but then you yeah, were like, no. oh, stepdaughter. No, no. So, so for good. anyone that doesn't know, like, I have a girlfriend, obviously she has a daughter, and the only time she's ever been comfortable on the dragon was you going sideways. So it, and, and, and it, made her, <laughs> it made her want a Miata, it made her feel comfortable in the car, and it allowed her to have fun and forget about everything else for just a second. That's what cars are about. And awesome. so, and the only car she wants, and you've heard this directly from her, the only car she wants is Austin's Miata. Not just a Miata. Not, not just, just a Miata. She wants Austin's Miata. That's, that's her dream car. And so if I had the opportunity to get that car to swap with somebody and give up my 8.6... I would take off some mail and give her that mail. It's so weird that like my three thousand dollar ship box is so much street. Because when we were at Bucky's and that girl came up, and was like, "Oh, it's so cute. Can yeah, I take a picture?" Yeah, of it? And then they like, walked away. I, I hit the hood up. I was like, "You're that." You're that. <laughs> I know. I know. I know like, You're still so low. <laughs> it was like the initial D moment. It's like you hear that? She called us cute. <laughs> Blows up. All right, you. Next question. I don't even have the questions pulled up, Bruh. Wow. Wow. All right. So All right, you. Next question. <laughs> so. One of the, I, I really like this from, uh, I'm still on Instagram, obviously, from A. Jenkins Graham. So I, I believe it's our good friend, Anthony Jenkins. Uh, K swap the world versus LS swap the world, and who wins? I think it only could be solved by Whoa, fist fight. I asked the question. Let me it go. It only be solved via fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, the LS has four more say, fists. So. You said K swap the world versus LS. LS. So oh, should every, would, would every car have a K series or every car have an LS? LS. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 100%. Dang. LS. All you would hear baby. All you would hear outside would be angry B noises if yeah. everything was all K. Also, the amount of oil in our atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <would be> <laughs> I, I, I think K-Swaps belong in lightweight sports cars, but I would not want to drive a C7 or a C6 or a B3. <laughs> Have you seen that C10 that's K-Swapped? Yeah, that kid actually goes, he, he, like he goes to school about 20 minutes from my parents' house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. If everything um, was LS swapped the road, you would have Kim. Texas Speed Performance would be bigger than the government. It would be Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but yeah, I think Ellis. I think we all. Would uh, I think just to, for an overall aspect, I think. I mean, I'll agree with you. Wow, we're agreeing more often than this is. More, yeah, yeah, wow, what a wholesome podcast. Wholesome, yeah. Small car, case swap all day. Mm-hmm. Big car, 
or big truck, LS. Well, I think I think the threshold is thirty two hundred pounds. The, the weird thing LS. is though, is that LS is already that much heavier than K swaps. No. They're really not, and that's what's sad about that. But no, the, but I think the, the light, uh, yeah, a light a light car likes revs, and a heavier car likes torque. Well, and also they're easier to work on when it's a K, not a. Yeah, but yeah, I think the threshold is thirty two hundred pounds. Anything under gets K. Anything over gets MLS. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a good one. That's, that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, I'll read the next one. Go for it, bud. Better. Um. All right. Yeah. Okay. John Schooler, oh four. What's the closest call you've ever had or seen? I don't <laughs> know if this is pertaining the dragon, but I mean, closest uh, call you ever. Let's, had or let's seen. go strictly the dragon to keep it a little. Bit okay, we'll go with the dragon. Yeah, because I was about to say we all know about fours, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to go first on that one? That's, I'm not going first. On I have so, there's so that. many. I mean, I, so being a photographer, I'm super fortunate that I sit in most of the time safe places, but also I've gotten really lucky with not seeing accidents in my corners. Um, I guess closest call being like, I have two for me, one when I was driving on the dragon and one when I was up on the dragon. Uh, I just packed up shooting when our good friend Sean flipped his Miata. And for anyone that doesn't know Sean, he had an ND2 with no roll bar and 200 treadwear tires. And he uh, came into a hard double left-hand corner, shade tree for all of us. Uh, he went in and... Just kept going. Took a left and the tires weren't... I, I believe that the tires weren't quite hot yet in the car. Instead yeah, of just kind of... Instead of just kind of oversteering and catching, oversteering kept going, and the car rotated into a pretty heavy, like a four foot drop off, and just hucked him into a, like a ditch, roof first. And when we found out that that happened, I was like, "He's dead." And after there have been unfortunately some fatalities on the dragon for people that we know, uh, I was like, "I can't. I, I don't want to lose a friend." And so I was extremely worried. I was extremely panicked. Uh, and that's probably the closest, because I don't know how he wasn't. We were at the hospital with him. Not even a concussion. That's insane. Yeah, but the closest call driving was when that golf bar went off in front of me. I think we've talked about it before, but the dude yeah. was trying to outrun me. I know your closest call. I don't know. Do it. The Miata. That's specific. That's a, that's a pretty close call. Not your Miata. Someone else's Miata. Oh! Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, So, what about, let's pick one I mean, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Another Miata? We can technically talk about that. It's not that big a deal. It happened like five years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, was right, so, it was riding with a friend of mine, and last thing I, I remember, like, kind of giving him, like, some, like, driving tips. I'm like, hey, you know. Working on turning in on apexes and stuff like that. Next thing I remember, we're walking on the side of the road. You don't remember anything between that? Nothing in between. <laughs> Zilch, not a square root jack. Um, looked at, and so immediately was like trying to process everything that was going on mm-hmm. and see the sign for the overlook. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I was like, we're in the dead middle. So I looked at a friend of mine. And I was like, hey, overlooks this way. We need to start going this way. Because I mean, work like this. So there's cabins this way. It's our shortest walk. Yeah. So it's, we got to start hiking. So we started walking. And luckily our good friend Forrest and my buddy Caleb. And they 
just happened to come back looking for us. They thought we already went home. Yeah. And they came back and found us uh, walking on the side of the road. We flipped 40, 50 yards down, down the mm-hmm. mountain. Um, rolled a Miata. That was completely stock. Um, no roll like bar? All seasons, no roll bar, no airbag. Um, the seatbelt didn't actuate properly. It was good times. It doesn't <laughs> look like a Miata. No, it, it looked it pretty rough. Um, Luckily, you walked away from that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to say, I walked away. Literally walked away from it. Yeah, literally. Uh, with a fractured skull. Uh, that was fun. And then, buddy, he um, he had a really bad concussion. I mean, he has, between, you know, the time we started walking that I remember um, to where they found us, which... It, you know, memory's hazy, but it felt like we only walked for like 10 minutes or so. And when they found us, we were... They found them in Fontana. Three, we were three miles <laughs> from, the, from the accident or something like that. So it had been a solid 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah no, been, that, that would be running. You had been walking for almost an hour. Yeah, yeah. we've been we've been walking for a minute. Um, I doubt you're walking faster than yeah. three miles an hour. Well, he had he had a big scra- uh, scrape in his knee that needed stitches. And he had a really big concussion. He asked me what happened like seven times. Like, I don't know, man. We're walking on the side of the road, so I imagine we crashed. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, we need to start walking. Yeah, we need to go this way, buddy. Yeah. What, so. about, what about yours, Will? Uh, I mean, I think the closest thing that's ever happened to me, fortunately, I've never had an off on anything other than the track, but lost a brake pad. The video you show me with couch yeah, in the car? Yeah. Going in the Dude, radar, yeah. lost a brake pad. You can hear it literally exit the track. He, so he showed me the video. I don't know how you're always so composed, man. He was like, oh, <laughs> that yeah. was it. Yeah, I was going in the radar stretch and hit the brakes. and There's... I, The brake pedal was kind of like stiff just for a second. You could feel it kick back, and then you heard pop. And, it you know, it bounced around and exit. And brake pedal went all the way down because, you know, there's no pad there, so the piston went out. Yeah. So all that fluid went back there. The front brakes had no fluid. So if I was smart, I would have kept braking. But, um, I mean, I still controlled the car pretty well. I just... Kept pulling up and down and on the cradled, handbrake. He cradled this car into the into the pull off. Oh, yeah. That's why road knowledge is huge. I knew there was a pull off up there. I was like, this is just gonna have to go. And it's still going fast when I went to the pull off. So I just pulled the handbrake. It rotated all the way around and Ooh, kept going. That's good for the next question about uh, knowing the road. Yeah. But well, yeah. I, uh, you, um, I'd say that I've had two close calls, not with my own self, other than really almost hitting a baby coyote, but um, but chasing other people. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it comes on to the people trying to run away from you and they're pushing past their mm-hmm. limits. That yeah. was still what happened with the golf art. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've been, uh, years ago, I think before I even met any of you guys, I was chasing a, a, a prelude and we went backwards through gravity and uh, he blew gravity, went straight into the lane, obviously. Oh, where the Ferrari flipped. Um, the Ferrari was heading toward North Carolina side, right? Oh, yeah. We were heading toward Tennessee side oh. and going down the gravity. Ooh. He understeered down gravity in front of a Wrangler. For anyone that doesn't know, gra- uh, gravity cavity is like a S turn. And so he pretty much went a straight line. He went a straight S. line, blew, blew gravity, and went, like, I'd say at least 15 feet away from not hitting this Wrangler. <laughs> Luckily, the Wrangler was just putt-button through, so they were able yeah. to come a complete stop. Uh, he definitely gave the prelude a good earful there for a minute. And then I'd say my second one would be I was chasing a uh, Nissan, uh, well, it's not a K-Car, it's not a Polestar, it's some sort of uh, Starlet. There it is. Oh, Starlet. I was chasing, Toyota, isn't it? Yeah, Toyota Starlet, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I was chasing a Starlet, and he was 
on I think five or six year old R triple eights. Oh, I don't hear that. Yeah. And decided to do a complete one eighty, just chucked into a corner and just went rolled way past the tires expectations. Yes. And basically did a complete one eighty in his lane. Because it's a star line. It's a star line. Yeah. yeah. And was facing me. And oh, I mean goodness. I stopped, I had plenty of time to stop. I just And you were went, in the auto oh. at that point. And I literally went, Hi. <laughs> and yeah, he was definitely a little shook after that one. So yeah. that's my only two there. My two, I have two specific ones that do stand out. Uh, number one, uh, I talked about it on the cons episode two episodes ago when this one will come out. Talk about that. We all know what happened with that. We all know what went on. Somebody passed on local straight. We would have been held three seconds sooner. He would have killed us. The other one, though, was probably 20, 2021 fall Fest. And... I was chasing a Type R. At night, I just put DTCs, DTCs on like the day prior. They were still, they had bedded in. They were still kind of bedding in. But, you know, brand new DTCs, they love to spark. Anyway, I was behind them and I, we were coming, going into uh, two squares where uh, Chris went off. Yeah. And it was the second, we, we were coming through the second one. And he turned, and he just understeered. Straight into the pull-off. He was two wheels off in, after the pull-off. Mm-hmm. Probably came within 20 feet of just smacking into a tree. And he pulled off the next at mud. Yeah, I was well, two people understeer there. Yeah. Check his underwear, probably, is what he had to do. Which, what's that next question? About? So I saw one when Wade was talking about knowing that that pull-off was there. And uh, good old James Noonan. It's like a MRS driver, which, yep. dude, I love those cars. MRS and, and a Honda Fit. Oh, does he have both? Yes. Dude, what a combo! Yep. Two supercars. Well, <laughs> one's, the Fit's a hypercar, the MRS is a sports car. <laughs> there, we uh, there we go. So, to pretty much summarize, I, I will read the whole question, but summarize my answer. Um, so, his question says, do you or anyone you know use visualization to learn or refine your knowledge of a course, and if so, can you visualize the entire dragon in your mind? As we know, a lot of accidents can be partly due to unfamiliarity with the road. I'd like to hear y'all elaborate on techniques to learn it. And he also goes on to say, love this podcast, by the way, about time to dedicated to a gay podcast. Thank, Thank you, James. You. Yeah, Appreciate much it. thanks. Yeah, awesome comment. So, yeah, fantastic question, by the way. Right. <laughs> I have a really good one for this, though. Go ahead, then. Yeah. So, I've been coming up to the dragon since I was a child, like very young child, and something I was, you know, I would do, you know, ever since I had an interest in cars is, you know, because yeah, you, know, you know, I couldn't drive one at the time, or you know, my my car was broken when I got a little older or whatever, is I would sit in the passenger seat and I would sit there and just close my eyes and just feel the dragon and imagine where I was going through the dragon. I did this a lot with actually Forrest. <clears throat> a lot when the javelin was broken would come up here all the time still and so I would only open my eyes occasionally just to you know make sure I knew where I was mm-hmm. and I just keep closing my eyes back and just visualize my way all the way through there and yeah I've gotten to the point where I can visualize the whole dragon through my head mm-hmm. like through and through without second guessing um, as far as visualization on other ways go um, there's certain like Points that you know I use for landmarks, like, like yeah, landmarks yeah. that I use for references, like 
there's a there's a wood post at the end of local straight that I use as a break as a breaking gesture. The one on the left. The one on the right. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So well, I use right. so yeah. So I use that one. Like if my once my front bumper hits it, I usually wait another, you know, half second, half second or you know, wait till it's at my door handle and slap it. <laughs> so I mean, but like there's certain reference points like that you can use. Um, the biggest thing is just sit there and just keep visualizing it. Ride with friends and just. You know, take it in, take it in, because it's hard to take it in while you're just driving. Yeah. I would say get to know the corner names, but that's if you're coming up on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that helped me a lot is like I would hit a corner and be like, okay, I'm at Bristol. Gravity is like six corners away. Yeah. You know, this is this, this and that. Um, It definitely helped me learn the most with visualization when I was able to drive without using my brakes. And not driving so fast that like, oh, I'm so gripped up and suspension, yada, yada. But just driving fast enough to know, okay, I can, you know, I have to know to not go fast enough here and lift at the proper time and not use my brakes. But if I go too fast, then I hit my brakes and I like lose whatever little game I'm playing. Right. So I'd have to memorize where to not use my brakes and just kind of coast and keep this like steady 20 mile an hour pace. And uh, that and being a photographer driving at night. But uh, for me... It, I mean, it's the same thing with all of us. Repetition, man. Yeah. You want to get to yeah. memorize, like, Road Atlanta? Do track days at Road Atlanta. Forza and Assetto Corsa and Gran Turismo can only do so much. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just you know, real-life repetition, going up to the Dragon on a regular basis. Uh, you know, if you're coming up for Toge Fest, you know, stay on the road. Even in traffic, you're going to be able to be like, oh, this corner looks different at 10 miles an hour than it does at 50. Mm-hmm. So. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, hey, that's someone else driving, not me. I go 30. Uh, but that's my biggest thing. It's just, it's just repetition. And it naturally, by being up there, you will learn the names. You'll get to know certain things. You'll hang out with a photographer at a certain pull-off. And you'll be like, oh, this corner looks like this from the side instead mm-hmm. of being on the road. So I think that's, yeah. that's my big thing. That's a good one. Uh, I would say, I would say for me, um, uh, doing, doing, you know, repetition is, is obviously the number one for anybody. Uh, but leaving it in one gear is for me is one, yeah, one thing that taught me a lot. Like the no breathing or something. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And, and just leaving it in one gear that way you're not focusing on shifting, you're not focusing on heavy braking, like what he said, and you're just focusing on just going road. You don't have to go slow by no means. You can do whatever that gear has capability of doing. But staying in that one gear makes you focus more on the road. Than it does on your transmission on anything else that's going around you, so you can focus entirely on it. Yep. It's like in the beer in my BRZI specifically. Most of the time, I will stay in third, especially if I'm just cruising up or something. Yeah, I'll just stay in third the whole time. But you would uh, definitely repetition, like you said. Um, my thing is, is like when people go up there, like pay attention, like slow down, pay attention. You know, I'm talking like. Not even the speed limit. I'm talking like 25 in certain areas. Just like if you're going around a corner, no one's around you. Just slow down, check it out, get off, uh, pull off somewhere, walk the road. Mm-hmm. You know, walk that little section of road safely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do like the hunters do and just walk in the middle of the road. But a lot of it is just it's like driving home every day. You get used to it. it's repetition. Yeah, so. dude. Especially when I'm shooting up there every day. I'm just like I mean I'm turning. Like, Let's do it. Like, Eyes closed. So, yeah. so I've, I've done this with friends. I can... I, He's I, blindfolded! I can, He's <laughs> the one! Hey, His hand is taped to the steering on. wheel! We're putting this on the pockets. You still have to do that video. Put that clip in. He's dead. 
<laughs> you saw him do the video driving the super or driving the super on the dragon ball forward. What? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, like it got it got to the point to where uh, so I've done this I think twice now, to where I can sit in someone's car and call pull offs mm. like with my eyes closed yeah. to be able to hit corners without even move. It's no, weird being a local because you hear people like how do you not get lost and all this, but like being a local, bro, they're also different. Yeah. yeah, they're so different. Like for for me, how I remember where I'm at and how I visualize the majority of it, other than repetition, like we've all said, everybody else has said, repetition. For me, I use a lot of landmarks. Yeah, there's and, tons of landmarks, and even like the mile marker signs. Yeah, I I never that or, that's one thing. Like, or how like. Like, especially if you're coming down into Stonewall, how the road feels right there, the mm-hmm. cracks, the small, the cracks in the road. Even if it's pitch night and I'm buying somebody that's just like, for some reason I just have my markers on in the, BR, in the BRZ because there's my lights are so dang bright in the BRZ, I just leave my markers, I just turn my markers on and have my actual headlights off. That way they can actually see them, I'm not blinding the absolute crap out of them. Yeah. I go, I literally go over the, the, those cracks, and I'm like, okay, my stone wall. Other than actually looking at the stone wall landmark. So I just do it like, yeah, I could tell you on that stone wall just by feeling the dip down. Yeah. I was like, oh, yep, it, it's the same thing with the cracks just before you go into the dip right there. Or how you, get a, you feel how the road hooks. Like yeah. That. You get a lot of muscle memory, too. Like, you take a certain turn, you feel like your right shoulder hit the seat a certain way, or your knee hits the seat a certain way. Like, yeah. you get used to that. And I Question what do you got? Go what do you this. got? What do you got? What you got? What's, a What's your favorite section of the dragon yeah. that isn't gravity? And this is from Team Turmoil. Hashtag the uh, big sexy man himself. Luke. I know that. Oh, <laughs> 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 the big sexy man himself. Favorite section that's not gravity. Shade tree all day. This man loves shade tree. Yeah. If it if it's me. I just call it, um, I can't, I can't call it this. Um, I can tell you the section if you tell me where. Well, what I could, I mean, I'll just say it. I call it flat out section, but, um, it's right where you can see Carnival Community and the lake. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, from pretty much the last half mile mm-hmm. is what I'll call it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know the corners as well as these guys do. I go up the least amount. Um, but there's a series heading toward... Um, heading toward North Carolina side, toward it's basically two double apexes, mm. um, apex right, right, and then it's a hard left, and then it's another right, right. It's just basically two double apexes. I don't know what it's called, but that would be my favorite section. Cause Is it up can, there uh, just before uh, where I'd say it's almost, Porsche got hit? No, it's a poor gravity. Before gravity. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's fun because you could chuck it in the first apex. And you can kind of let the rear end wiggle a little bit and then set you up for the next one. Yeah. As long as you have your proper rotation, it can really set you up. And I I can't tell you how many times that you get you catch non-locals up there running it that don't know the roads as well as we, we do. And you'll catch them a lot. I, I Me personally, I've caught a lot right there at that section because I let, I let the car rotate, kind of touch the brakes a little bit, let the, the weight shift and then send it. Um, and I've caught a lot of people that like just shaved so many so much time off just catching them right there in that corner allegedly. Um, so don't incriminate yourself too much. Yeah. <laughs> See, shade tree, that whole section is my favorite because like you're constantly ba- uh, 
balancing between under and oversteer constantly. Yeah. So like if you turn the wheel a little too much, it's going to understeer. But if you flick it too fast, it's going to oversteer. See, or if you throttle a little too hard, it's yeah. oversteer. So you're doing, or, a, you're doing the walk. Like literally, it's yep. the whole section. The whole time I'm going through that entire section, allegedly, is I'm just walking the car. Yep. Walking, especially the left-hander before shade tree. It is tree. a cool feeling. That left-hander going before shade tree. Going towards the state line. Going, going towards the state line. The car oh, the road goes off camber. And so you just, it's Which throwing you. Which is what caused Sean to wreck, by the way. It's throwing yeah. you off the hill. And I that, that section, then throwing it into Shade Tree, man. That's now, it. if you screw it up, which I have once done, <laughs> oh. I screwed it up oh, once, that'd be just, scary like, right just there. like Sean did. Oh, I did. I, I almost pulled a Sean like two years ago in the auto. Oof. Um, real quick, I basically set it up wrong. 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 <laughs> wrong. wrong. He set it wrong. up wrong. He said wrong. I braked where I shouldn't have. Car went this way. Overcorrected. Whoop. 180, driving the middle of the road. It was like 2 in the morning. It looks rainy. I was being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, but yeah, so that's that section is... Mine is... It's it's a weird one because most of the time when I'm up there, obviously I'm in a Miata until, you know, recently, because Miata's blown up. So you went to Jordan. But, uh, like, you come out of radar, you go up the hill, have the slight left. Guard Down the hill, down the right, and it's right after the hill into the right. Going towards the same thing? Towards the Going towards the overlook. Oh, oh, yeah. Going towards the overlook. Yeah. So me and that section, have we have a history. That, <laughs> well, I also have a history with that well, section, that, Well, too. that section's where um, the accident I was talking about earlier was. Mm-hmm. So, like right there, too. It took a long you time You didn't have an accident up there. Yes, it did. Sometimes. Way back when. Yep. 2019. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get comfortable with that section again. But once I did, man, now, it, going, is fun. it is going fun. Going towards the store from the Overlook, that section, I do not like that section. But going towards the Overlook, I like the same. I like that oh, same so section. That's a lot of fl- it's a lot of flicking and commitment. Yeah. Brings me up to our next question. I didn't even get the answer. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. My bad. Um, I forgot you were here. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting that you say that. So my favorite is from my S's to radar, mm-hmm. going oh, towards yes. state lines. That's, that's yeah. a good section. It's a rally course right now because the road's falling apart, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Poor road. Hey, Poor by road. the way, to anyone that's coming up, if you've made it an hour and four minutes in the podcast, for anyone that plans on coming up this year, just keep an eye on certain spots on the road, especially if you have a super low car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The road is starting to... Kind of deteriorate. Yeah, there, there's some cracks where the road's decaying away uh, a little bit towards the white line, so just mm-hmm. keep that in mind when you come up. Always do a scout run, like we say, but you had a, another question? Yeah, it, it brought up to the next question. And that next question is from CLTFB6, or CLT underscore FB6, which says, which part of the Dragon is better to drive, towards the Tennessee state line, or to- or towards Tennessee, or towards North Carolina state line? You read it, go ahead. I'm going to say towards North Carolina. Going to state line? Agreed. Yep. I'd rather go to state line yep. than go to overlook. State line. Same. I think that's just the only I'm more comfortable going back home. Going back home? I like the flow of the road, how it goes. I mean, I like it either way, but the flow <clears> of the road going yeah. towards state line, just, I don't know. It just feels so much better. State. If you go towards state line, no cops, no baby. Cops, baby. You that's, 100% that's positive. I like it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I got... And I weird. have the downhill section for hashtag me out of life. Oh. Um. <laughs> It's weird for me because... Downhill I, both ways, puppy. No, not... Especially more downhill. Yeah, going it's towards... more downhill state. going towards the state line, but you have more yeah, downhill both have, going both ways. But from the overlook going towards the state line, 
Um, because I drive in from that side, obviously, to, to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I just got super comfortable with just, like, having this weird, not weird, but this really peaceful, like, six-tenths flow. Mm-hmm. And it got to it got me to where I know the road extremely well. And usually when I'm leaving, I'm just, like, I'm either tired or I just want to go home. So my association with the Dragon is when I'm driving in, I'm like, ooh, cozy, I'm going to have a good day. And then when I'm leaving, I'm like, God, I just want to go home. <laughs> so I like going towards the sail line for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. I'm more tired. I, I can feel more tired going toward Tennessee side than I would be going back to North Carolina side. Um, but yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm in. You don't have to look at any Facebook ones. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what I'm going to next mm-hmm. with the Facebook ones. I got a, I mean. I just, I, 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 I have I, one of the Facebook ones. I like ahead, the read. way the road flows better going into ten, going home. I do too, but I think after a while, though, I just state line or going towards the state line. I just feel like there's better turns going towards the state line, like better angles. I thought turns. you almost said more you know turns. More turns. More turns. Like each turn has got its own characteristic, and I think going towards the state line, it's a lot better. I agree. So I I read James's question on Facebook, but I I have like a good podcast ender from Camden. Okay. But but I don't know if you want to end it yet. We're I don't know how much longer you want to go. We'll go, it's a minute and six. We'll go to a minute. Yeah, a minute or an hour. Or an hour and 35. Sorry. Oh. We'll go to an hour and 35. Because this one's going to be a pretty in-depth one. <clears throat> Most in-depth. Yeah. We, might, we might drag it out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's hear so, it. Let's go and do it. Well, Austin sounded like you wanted to say something. Yeah. No, no, you're good. Awesome. So, from Camden, how did each one of you find yourself in the Tale of the Dragon toge scene, or just any mountain scene in general? I feel like that's a pretty, that's like our origin story. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like this. Story. this is good. Yeah, so. This is a good ender, okay. So, sh- shout out to Camden for that one. Uh, and the rest of the questions, you guys are already in to the giveaway. Like I said, at the end, I'm going to voice over who wins. Um, and then I'll have the little screen that shows, like, the pie wheel and everything. It's bad, it's not a gimmick or anything like that. But um, the rest of the questions, every time we do a podcast, we'll answer some of those questions before we start. Yeah, so. I, oh, I like that. I like yeah. that idea. Um, so, I mean, I guess I really, I guess I'll go first. But uh, long story short, always been like an outcast. Never really felt like I fit in anywhere. Always got bullied in school. Never, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Um, and so I never really had any like close, close friends. And it was the same way all throughout high school, like middle school, high school, college, everything. And uh, I ended up moving to Atlanta when I was nineteen. And I had already, I was like kind of into cars, but it was the type of cars that like I put a AutoZone filter on my car instead of had a turbo. <laughs> it was like that kind of into cars, which everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, everybody starts somewhere. Um, and, but I, I was like, okay, I need a reliable car. My Mitsubishi Eclipse isn't doing it anymore. Um, so I bought an FRS and I hopped on the forums, not even the Facebook pages because they weren't as big back then. Hopped on the forums and I was like, well what is around me? What, what are these kids doing? There obviously has to be a good bit of them. It was like 2014, 2015. And it turned out a bunch of them were meeting like 20 minutes from my house. And so I drove my little FRS, my little stock FRS, <laughs> my very first one. I've had four or five now. Mm-hmm. My very first one I ever had. I had owned it for two weeks. And I drove it there and uh, I met Ian Barton, who's a big 86 Atlanta guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I met a bunch of people, and 
you know, they were talking about going for some drive. I was like, oh, we're going to go for a highway cruise and like get some dinner. Because um, they were talking about going to Tale of the Dragon. I was like, oh, what if that's like a, a Korean restaurant? <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't know what the hell it was. And um, so sure enough, my very first mountain drive ever was in my stock FRS. And we went up through blood to like up here to the Dragon. You know, had dinner at Topoco, the whole thing, and went back down through blood, and we did it all in one day. And I have never felt, still to this day, like I belong with a group of people like that. I mean, that was like a revelation. It was like, it was my first time in my life I ever felt like I fit in. And um, I met Forrest not too long after that, and I can genuinely say that that is the first friend I've ever had. He's an alright guy. He's okay. Mm-hmm. But that, that was like, that, that was like, the first time I was like, this person and I share a lot of interests, and this isn't just like like you do with like a girlfriend or something. But I was like, we share interests, we care about each other. Like he's a good dude. I want yeah. I want to drive with this guy, and he's still one of my best friends. Like he's been on the podcast. Like um, that, I, I think that was what got me started because after that, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do anything else. All I want to do is cars. This is everything that I've ever wanted. I feel I finally feel like I fit in. I get to I get to drive like I'd always played racing games like everyone Gran Turismo Forza whatever um, I played a lot of Midnight Club Sad. I was like that kid but I was like in middle school playing Midnight Club wearing like double XL shirts and I weighed ninety pounds <laughs> look like I was wearing a sheet every day to school but uh, but yeah like not to get too you know like emotional but but yeah that was the first time I ever felt like I belonged anywhere and you know shout out to everyone that listens to the podcast that might be feeling the same way. It's like going out and driving, you know, we all, you're, you found this podcast for a reason. So, you know, if, if, if you do feel alone or if you don't feel like you ever belong, just, you know, go out and drive and you never know what will happen. I mean, that's how all five of us ended up on this podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that's what got me started. And that continues to keep me coming back because dude, when I'm at like work or somewhere else and people start talking about sports People start talking about like IPAs or planes <laughs> or I'm trying to think of things that you talk about. <laughs> but but when people start talking about things outside that realm, I'm aware of them, but nothing like pulls on my heart like cars do. And right. I, I don't think anything ever will. So that will always keep me coming back. I like that. That's that was good. It's touching, brother. Thanks. Um I got into learning. I got into the mountain scene, I guess, because I grew up here. Um, I grew up on the North Carolina side, and, I mean, even before I could drive, I remember going to the Dragon with my parents, um, or going through Wyatt to go see my grandparents and stuff like that, and I always just enjoyed those road trips as a kid, and, um, and then, um, right in high school, I met, or actually, middle school, I met Forrest in middle school. And, um, in high school, he got an FRS and I had, you know, my little crappy javelin. And so... That you still have. Yeah, I still have, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that we would go and we'd drive local mountain roads and have a good time. Well, and then we started coming up here, uh, up to the Dragon, um, a lot, you know, when I was in high school. So we'd come up here, we'd get out of school and come up here and go straight back the same night, you know, get home super late or... You know, have mom cussing me out while I'm around this getting home so late. Dude, my parents would do the same <laughs> thing. Force is the reason, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's happening, bro? Well, like, my mom would even be like, 
Forrest, like, do better. Like, yeah. take, like get him home sooner. Because, <laughs> like, the half time I'd be riding with him anyway. So, but, but yeah, so we'd come up here and, you know, that started a, you know, a lifelong passion of misery. <laughs> <laughs> misery and tired of breaking. Yeah, like, I just say tired all the time because I'm constantly going to events or hanging out with these goons. Yeah. And, but, dude, I wouldn't trade it. No, I'm not saying I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, who was I talking to about that? This day? I was talking to Ashley about it the other day. And it's like, sometimes I look at people in traffic and I'm just like, how, how are they not in cars? Who are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they're NPCs because everyone has their own life. Everyone does other things. But like, I'm like, they're missing out. Yeah, because I mean, this, for me, like, I know I've said it before in the podcast, but for me, it's, I love cars, but I wouldn't be into cars like mm-hmm. I am if it wasn't for the people I've met through them. Yeah, by, by far. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, whether it be Forrest or you guys or, you know, all my Atlanta friends or, you know, all that stuff. Like, I've met all these people because we shared one common interest, which is these stupid little machines that make us all giggle and smile like we're six years old again. So. Yep. That's true. I mean, it's, it opens up a, and people see cars and they do stuff like that. They're like, oh, you know, this guy is... Look at this guy. He probably has like no job, anything like that. He's barely making it. It's like, like dude, jobs. cars. We have to have jobs. You have to have good <laughs> jobs. <laughs> cars are a huge network to a lot of things, and dude, they are they do a lot for society that society doesn't even realize. Yep. Uh, especially in the safety aspect safety. of it. But. No question. So, you, so, oh, why did you skip over yourself? Yeah, oh, because I just talked. But good. Uh, I'm I'm the oldest one here, so you know this started a little bit. Yeah, oh, this is a Papa story. Oh, yeah. wow. Back hey, in the hey, 30s. Let me, let me, put, let me sit on Still your lap. Let me laugh, <laughs> So, tell me what I want for Christmas. So, I, I am the oldest one here, so, you know, it started for me back, um, I'd say... The you know, 1930s? Yeah, 1920s, 25, something like <laughs> that. The road was crowded. <laughs> the road was crowded, well, yeah. It was a buffalo uh, I'd say, like, you know, when I grew up, Dad was, Dad was a NASCAR guy. And a, a cutlass guy, you know, he's always in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Them, them G-bodies and stuff. So it's like... You know what that G-body show did? G-body show. But, um, you know, he, he grew up... Like, he kind of taught me a lot as far as, like, the, the muscle car stuff and, and NASCAR and stuff. Dad's been a NASCAR fan all my life. So um, immediately I'm always about racing and, and cool stuff, even as a small child. Going to, Na- going to Bristol when I was eight or seven or something like that and then uh when i got into high school well middle school i should say uh good old thing called fast and furious um you know it's the fast and furious one when you were in middle school when that came out bro i told you i'm old yeah papa story i was five what was it 2001 right i was six (laughs) (laughs) uh i was 11 so oh, you're not that much older. No, I'm not that much older. I'm just like you're calling my girlfriend old at that point. Then, oh well, we're both old, all right? She she calls herself old to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. I love you, babe. Please don't leave. <laughs> so I'll fight um, you. Actually, let's go. Come at me. Of course, I fell in love with the the, the eclipses and the supers and the skylines and stuff like that. That shit was so cool to me, um, and it led into uh, you know all the way up into high school and such like that. Uh, more Fast and Furious movies. Of course, playing video games, you know, I'll just skip right over that. Yeah. Um, because all of us have. And uh, all up to my first car, which was a Honda Accord, uh, an old 90 Accord, five speed, my first stick shift. Dad had to drive it home. I didn't know how to drive it. Um, learned how to drive it, yada, yada, yada. Well, a friend of mine in 
that I went to work with. I worked at Walmart, and uh, he was like, "Man, have you ever heard of Dragon?" And I'm like, "I don't know what the hell that is." And he had an old, he had a third gen Eclipse. And he's like, "Let's go up," because his dad was a biker. And uh, we went up. I was 17 years old. I cut every lane in that road. Every lane. I straightened that road up as much as I could. Uh, I hate to say that. But, I mean, I didn't know any better. I was 17 years old when I first went up there. Ever. Ever. Um, and I obviously I loved it. It was it was a great experience. But I didn't go back for the next five years, six years. Maybe even longer. I don't remember. Um, but it wasn't until I started out of tech school. Started getting into cars. Uh, more and more, you know, as time progressed, so I started working at Firestone, and I kept meeting a couple little tuner guys here and there, and then I started building up my my alignment your clientele stuff clientele, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, a couple of friends. We I started building like relationships with people of who I met on my alignment rack. Essentially, I wouldn't have known any of these guys if it wasn't for me doing alignments. None of them. Like even when I was working at Walmart, I was sending people to Doug for alignments. I think that is me out. I've done this quite a bit. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Everyone's been on the rack. Yeah. So I I met every single person through the alignment rack, like through it. Um, Even people on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. It's all from the alignment stuff. Hey, I heard you did this, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more, more people start to go up there. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll start. I'll maybe try to go up there. And I wanted to. Uh, I ended up buying a Miata. And oh, you're in B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, nice. uh, in 2010. Uh, well, a year prior to that is when I met my current wife, um, my only wife. I was about to say. How was that? Don't worry, Your girlfriend now. Girlfriend now, wife. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and she ended up getting a little Del Sol sitting behind us. That's it. Um, and uh, I got the Miata, and we actually started going up there. Didn't know any of you guys, didn't know any of the scene up there, didn't know who Kamal was, didn't know who, who Daryl Killboy was, nothing. Nobody. We just would go up there on a Saturday night and, you know, summer to where it's nice and warm and everything. And we just hang out. Who are those people? Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so we'd go up there and hang out two, three in the morning. Sometimes we wouldn't even run the mountain. We'd do like a down and back and then we would just like... Hang out at the Overlook and just... That Overlook has some memories. It does. It's all memories. But we just hang out there. Two, three in the morning even. You know, you can't see anything. And we're just laughing, cutting up, having a good time. And then we go back home. And we made that almost weekly thing. Even my wife made that weekly thing. Whoa. Yes. What changed? Uh, almost dying like twice. Yeah. That'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, but we just go up there and hang out. And I end up meeting a few people up there and then... Uh, one thing left another, I started gaining more clientele and more people I know starting to build their cars for it and stuff. So I'm like, cool, I guess this is the route I'm going. And then, One people tells three, three tell nine, nine tell mm-hmm. you know, 27. Uh, you know, Ponzi scheme. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. not where I was going. <laughs> but, uh, but essentially, long story short, super long story, but still long. Uh, that's kind of how I met these guys. Uh, yeah. And now we're here sitting in a garage telling our stories essentially and talking about stuff that we giggle like little schoolgirls about. Yeah. So like even so even before I get into my whole spiel, like even when I worked at Walmart when I was nineteen, six years ago, when I was nineteen, I was currently work then at the time working at Walmart. I'd seen Doug's name pop up on, you know, Facebook groups and everything like, you know, he's the man to go to for alignments. 
I didn't. I barely even knew him. I only seen him when he would come into Walmart with his now wife, and was he would come by, come he would park by in at the auto care center and just come by and I'd say hey or whatever. He like when you come in for alignment, fuck you, piss out of me about coming in for alignment That's, every time. It's always a shameless plug. Yes, and. I worked at Walmart. I didn't make any dang money, so it was kind of hard to. But even when I was still working at Walmart and didn't really know Doug that all that well, I was still sending people to Doug to have alignments done. Oh, I sent I people to Doug's all weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all, like literally on the daily basis. Yeah. Like, oh, that, well, that's they, what I would do. We, we come to charge yeah. Like, oh, you know, you've got <laughs> abnormal tire wear. You probably need an alignment. This is the go-to man in the oh, area. You do aftermarket stuff? Go see your respect. Yeah, go you, you got coilovers on. It's not even your spec, it's you, you're gonna go see him. You're gonna go see him, <laughs> spec, yeah. Make a go, get, for that one. go get that, 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 that first time, Doug first spec. time I actually properly like talked to you, talked to you, was I sold you a bumper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I pro, like, I knew kind of who you were through Wade, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. I didn't know who you were. I was like, and I saw your Facebook post. Was it like, the bumper you left behind the shed up there? Huh? Yeah, 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 that was. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, the first time yeah, I ever met no. him, I was on my way up there to go hang out, and I hit. All right, I don't know if it's R.I.P. dog or not, but oh, I yeah. whacked a dog. You hit an animal. I, yes, uh, it was definitely a dog. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get away from that on a podcast. But, but uh, he jumped in front of me. But I just retrofitted my headlights and, and my Miata, and I nailed this dog. Destroyed uh, destroyed the headlight, uh, mm-hmm. hurt the bumper. Didn't hurt the hood of the fender, though. But man over here, luckily, just so happened to have... Headlights and a bumper. Man, it's got cars. And that car yeah. went on to be a champ car. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then blew another uh, my, Mine is now old, owned by a lady probably in her late 50s, early 60s that does real life events with it. My old Miata is a spec Miata. Now. Is it? Oh my, my, my red MB is a spec Miata. Owned by uh, Mr. Dustin Stevenson, who is like head track manager for Red Atlanta. Oh, yeah. The red one with the blue rear bumper. Yeah. Speaking of the best of rear bumpers. <laughs> I won't so, have my wall. To go <laughs> into my little spiel, uh, what got me into the mountain scene, toge scene, was I met Wade back in middle school. Never really talked to him. I kind of knew who he was. I knew like, nothing really about him or anything. Never you talked to him. He was the man who could drop any painting in that, school. That's right. <laughs> but then right. we get into high school and progressed through high school, and I actually started met him and started talking to him through Austin Swaney. Mm-hmm. And then after we graduated high school and when I started working at, before I was working at Walmart, my dad bought me a 1990 Toyota pickup that I still have. And I went to the Foothills Cruise Inn, mm-hmm. and Wade was there with another one of our mutual friends. And we literally went to a restaurant. It's a bar and grill. It's actually where I go with my brother some weeks. And uh, and that's where the story of Wade picked me up at a bar came from. Mm-hmm. And it was like another month, maybe a two or three weeks or so after that where he was like he was at my Walmart store because he was still working at Walmart at the time he's like hey you know we're going to my Toyota had blew up already by that point in time and he was walking in 
coming in from lunch, and I was going into the day to start my shift. He's like, you know, hey, you know, me and a few others are going to Cars and Coffee in Knoxville this Sunday. You want to go? Yeah, sure. I called out Sunday. I literally parked. <laughs> I parked uh, my mom's Durango that I was driving at the time on the other side of the parking lot at Walmart, the store that I worked at. Called in, and it was there all day. And they're like, "He's here." Yeah, we yeah. They're like, here. "They're like," cause my my shop manager was like, "Is that his Durango that he drives over there?" I'm like, no, no, it's different. That's a different one. He would park over here if if he was here. So they thought it was somebody else, but it wasn't. It was the one I was driving, but it was just on the other side of the parking lot. And we went. It was obviously Wade was in his BRZ. Austin Swaney was with us. I was in the back seat, crammed in the back seat. But I was there. It's, it's easier than it sense if you sit sideways on the boat. Yeah, it's definitely easier. Yeah. Because there was a cooler back there. Yeah, there was a cooler, yeah. And so he was so we got done at Cars and Coffee and he was like, Hey, we're gonna go up to the dragon. Are you cool with that? I was like, Bro, I'm along for the ride. I'm like, I called out, I'm I'm here for the day. And that was what got me started in other than, you know, childhood video games, Gran Turismo, all that jazz. And then I bought my first Miata about five months later. 93 LE. Total piece of junk now. The last time I seen it was when me and Doug worked at Firestone and it was misfiring and had ginormous oil leaks, power steering leaks. It was in rough shape. And that was what got me started going up to the Dragon. And then... It just snowballed from there. And now now I'm here and I've met everybody here and everybody else that we know that I call friend. And it's where I fit in. It's where all of us fit in, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I actually got on to be at uh, Tokyo Fest. It wasn't this last year, but the year before. Mm-hmm. Before I was shooting. And I was walking around and like I would get, you know, someone would notice me and they'd be like, hey, Dylan, hey, you know, I'd get pulled around. She's like, God, this is so annoying. Like, I can't, we can't hang out together. But I looked yeah. at her and I said, this is what I missed my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I've never had this. I, I, it's just now I finally, but it, it's I, something. I, I have that now. And yeah. it's, that's the thing that makes me go back and keep going back and spending the amount of money that I'm getting ready to spend and have spent because of, I like the atmosphere. I like the people and all of you goons. So <laughs> I think I think we can be our genuine. It's the first time because in middle school, I'm, high school, you don't even know who you are. Yeah, and now you get to be your genuine self. And I'm, people I'm still my like awkward. Boys up yeah, there. I'm still my awkward shy self, but I have I can be my awkward and shy self around other people. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, it's the same when you go to Tokyo Fest. Yeah. When, when you go to Tokyo Fest, it's like, everybody knows you. When I go to Cars and Coffee locally, I can't go look at cars. Yeah. You get pulled in every direction. Man. He might so, make it, he literally makes it two feet. He barely just steps out of his, gets his car door open and somebody's coming over to it's him. It's like, it's it's awesome. Like, it's it's what shows you, and it goes the same way with you. It's what shows you what all of your communication on social media, and I mean, my, and your work even, mm-hmm. Uh, it's what it shows you. It's it's where you pour your heart and soul and people and there's a certain feeling you get when it gets recognized 
but there's another feeling you get when you're appreciated for it. Yes. And totally that different. acknowledgement is that appreciation. Yep. Yep. And I think for all of us, that keeps us coming back because we all get to be appreciated for being genuine selves. Yep. And so to answer Camden's question, I think the big thing that got us started and the big thing that keeps us coming back is that we feel like we belong. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. We did hear one story, though. Wait. I, I, I'll do mine real quick, but uh, a lot of people know me for the BRZ. They know, hey, there's that BRZ. He's up on the dragon all the time. That's Wade. Um, no, it's not. It's Sean. Or Sean, yeah. But <laughs> a few differences right there. But anyways, I used not to waiting. go to the dragon in a pickup truck. A 1500 yes, Silverado. I'd go up there in the Silverado, um, go back and forth, up and down all day long. But, you know, the main thing about getting it is, like, it doesn't matter what you're in what you drive, you can have a fun experience no matter what you bring up there. Like, we brought us my mom's CRV up there and just ripped it. But, hot toy to ice. But yeah. you go up there every time, regardless if it's a dead day or if it's full of people that you know, it's always an experience. And that, you know, that's what always brings me back to it. The atmosphere, the experience of the atmosphere in the community is what, and the connection to the community, of the community, to be, being the community. Is what keeps community. Us. Community. community. <laughs> family. Family. That's what the experience of all of that is what keeps every single one of us there, anchored there and anchored here, living here and going back. Hey, I went up there last Saturday. I went up at a good wrangler because I just want to hang out with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't care. Yeah. Right. I, I plan on going up a bit more this year. Um, you said that last year. Shut up. I say that every year. year. <laughs> I say that every year. He says it every year. I do. I, I, I will try to go up more, especially with warmer weather. Uh, cold weather, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm dainty. Bro, I'm in warm weather and cold weather. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're out there in a the little tent, man. Like a little pod. You said, yeah, you're yeah, in a little pod now. Layers, yeah. Hey, but that's how much I like it, man. Yeah. You, you, but you know what's interesting? And, I mean, you've been up a couple times, uh, but all you guys have been up a lot. Notice how there's always at least one person in my pool wall. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's you. That makes it worth it. <laughs> that was one other person. Or, like, I what know, was it, two weeks ago? <laughs> I had, like, 11 people in my pool wall. Yeah. In the middle of January. <laughs> and I was like, this is this is what it's about. It is 50 degrees out, which is great right now, but when you look at it in July, they're going to be like, it was freezing. Yeah. And you had eight, nine cars in that pool wall. Like goes back to what we're talking about. One one of my good friends, Rocky, um, he owns an importer dealer. Uh, he he imports Japanese cars, and he's like a ex Moto GP champion. And older dude, super wise. And he comes up to me. He goes, "You notice how a lot of these people don't know each other?" I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "You're part of the reason that these people are getting to know each other." I never thought about it like that. That's true. And yeah. that that really meant a lot. That like the three people was like him, Charlie, and like Charlie Smith, and then Fiesta Sean. They didn't know each other, and they all became friends that day. And that really meant a lot, because now I'm helping... Oh, this makes me really emotional. Now I'm helping people become friends, and I can now be what I wish I had when I was a kid. Damn, bro. Damn. Back to the kid thing. I want to put that on my map. I think the main aspiration that we all have when we get into cars, because we all remember being that little kid that would see that cool car go either parked at the show or parked on the sh- in, in town or whatever or in the Walmart parking lot and just looking at it and just being overfilled with joy and when a little kid does that to one of our cars now it reminds us and it makes us want to be that little kid it feels man. good 
It really does. Yeah, you get to be what you wish you had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I love even even just going to car shows. You bring in a car like of a show car quality like this caliber, and you have people all the time. <laughs> you have no idea the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Come up and be like, dude, I'd love to have this, and yada, yada, yada. And I can't tell them enough, man. Check it out, man. Sit in it. I don't care. You know? yeah. Be one with it. I don't, I don't mind. And it's the same thing going on. In my out. case, sit on the wing. Stand on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> same as yours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I mean, when, like when I was growing up, you know, I had, you know, I was always kind of engulfed in cars anyway. My parents always had been. And, like, <clears throat> we went up to the Dragon and, like, you know, we got to talk into people like Matt Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when I was a kid, I had... People like Matt Chambers, like, yeah, send Viper, come on. And so, like, you know, I got... Mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember, like, you know, being 12 years old, getting a ride in a Hennessy Viper through the Dragon. Like, at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And thinking, you know, I'm the coolest kid on the freaking block. And if I was about to say, if I'm going to ride the Hennessy Viper right now, I thought I was the coolest kid on the yeah. block, you know? And, like, yeah. and so, if I can be as close to that kind of an influence as they were on me, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think that wraps it up pretty good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm going to voice over who actually won. So, the winner is... <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank, thanks for the questions, guys. I know we couldn't hit all of them tonight, but I do appreciate every single support with the questions. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yo, people. keep asking the questions. Yeah, keep asking. Keep asking. We'll answer them. And it doesn't have to be about the dragon. It can be yeah. about, like, what your him. favorite... No. I'm How, yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of body... Uh, lotion do you use after showers? I mean, dude, it can be any kind of weird question, except for certain Don't even question it, dude. These comments are about to get real weird. Oh, but, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, thanks for checking out on Spotify, hitting the YouTube link, and, you know, just sharing the podcast. I've heard a lot of feedback on the podcast. I've been seeing the analytics on it, and it's it's been good. So, In guys, case you thank forgot, you. his name is Wade. It is. It but, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. And, as always, keep hitting it.